Shavua Tov, everybody. Welcome to Parashat Vaikra. Kiere Shamecha Maasech Beotecha Yareach Bechochabim Asher Konanta. When I behold your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and stars that you set in place. Maenosh Kitizkerenu, Uben Adam Kitifkerenu. What is man that you have been mindful of him? Mortal man that you have taken note of him. Vatehaserehum Meat Melohim. And yet, you have made him little less than divine and adorned him with glory and majesty. Whenever I read the 8th Mizmor of Tehillim, my favorite Mizmor, I'm amazed at how perfectly it captures the dichotomy of the human condition. Are human beings just bundles of cells? Are we just accidental clumps of order in a universe constantly headed towards entropy? Or... Are we transcendent beings created in the divine image? Are our lives actually part of something much larger than we could ever imagine? This debate is raging till this very day, the debate between reductionism on the one hand and emergence on the other. So if I asked you, where do you think the Torah falls within this heated debate? Of course, there's no way the Torah would reduce human beings to random assortments of molecules Like the scientists say, right? It can't be. The Torah is our source of all spirituality. It must give human beings more credit than that, right? Well, the truth is, it's not that simple. We know that Sefer Vaikra is all about korbanot and all the rituals surrounding the temple service. And for some reason, the Torah is constantly emphasizing the blood rituals that went on. And later on in the Torah, we read, Ki hadam hu hanafesh. Because the blood is the soul, or more accurately, the blood is the life force itself. My question is, how can the Torah make such a reductionistic statement? Doesn't this fly in the face of all religious ideas that the Torah seems to stand for? The Torah explains, furthermore, that the blood ritual is actually meant to atone for our sins. Ki hadam hu But how can we equate the blood with the life force? How can we equate the blood with the soul? I think what the Torah is doing is actually quite brilliant. It seems the Torah is purposely blurring the lines between the physical and the spiritual, between the material and the transcendent. But what reason could the Torah have for doing this? So let's bring this back to our discussion of reductionism and emergence. Is human consciousness just an illusion, just a byproduct of random neuronal configurations in the brain? Or is consciousness actually an emergent property, something that cannot be reduced to a clump of cells? After all, the whole must be larger than the sum of its parts. In a very subtle but brilliant way, the Torah has completely and totally escaped this conundrum. In truth, Reality is ineffable. We can never actually put it into words. So to take a position in this debate between reductionism and emergence is to lose the debate. Instead, the Torah says, you human being living in this world of dualism, you may see a dichotomy here between dam and nefesh, between flesh and blood on the one hand and the soul and life force on the other hand. But make no mistake, from my perspective, says God, 
these two are actually one. Because in reality, it's all one. And when you approach me in my sanctuary, when you take the life of a living being to atone for your sins, you need to understand this crucial point. When you approach God, do not say either that He is only transcendent or that He is only imminent. Instead, realize that somehow, some way, God is both. And the same goes for human beings. On the one hand, we are tiny creatures, flesh and blood. We are all dumb. But on the other hand, we are me'at me'elohim, as it says in the Mizmor. We're divine beings whose value is incomprehensible. We are all nefesh. So the question we're left with is, are we dumb or are we nefesh? In the words of the Torah, so succinctly, Hadam hu hanafesh. These two seemingly irreconcilable truths are really and truly one. And I'll close with a famous legend that I think really illustrates the importance of the balance here in order to understand the importance of not staying within the realm of dualism and transcending to the realm of monism when we approach God. The famous Hasidic master, Rav Simcha Bunim, teaches, in every coat there should be two pockets. In one pocket should be a piece of paper that reads, Bishvili nivra ha'olam, for my sake was the world created. In the other should be a piece of paper that reads, Ve'anochi afar va'efer, and I am but dust and ashes. Thank you very much, and Shavuot Tov.